Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of D Godcast, the podcast by DGens for DGens. Today is April 26th. It's JB, part of your trio of hosts, along with the homies, Chapter and Slate. We have today either your favorite or your least favorite influer, influencer in the influer. house. Influer. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Function, here to talk some shit, maybe drop a couple dick jokes, maybe get a little controversial. We will see. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is DeFrame. DeFrame is an absolutely gorgeous NFT display frame for the DeGods community. Not only does it support DeGods and Dead Gods, it also supports all verified NFT collections on the Solana and Ethereum blockchains. DeFrame connects to your wallets and brings all your NFTs to life, but does not and will not have access to your funds or private keys. It is not just a frame, it's an extension of the blockchains and a physical representation of your treasured digital assets. And I heard they are dropping something insanely great tonight. So follow at DFrame official on Twitter and find out what's happening. All right now, chapter. Hit him with the decap. <clears throat> Yo, uh, let's see. I uh, missed that uh, three-hour Twitter space. So uh, salute to the informed. Uh, I think uh, I got like five things. Uh, no, I missed some shit, but uh, fuck it. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the recap... First, and importantly, the OG homie Vittler linked up with the homie Chill to establish the official and most accurate dust-having countdown at having.debuilders.xyz to present the real-time approximated facts and mathematics regarding the imminent and impending doom, I mean, uh, split, that majorly affects all miners of the dust utility token all over the world. Math is this, 30 becomes 15, 10 becomes 5. One dust remains equal to one dust. Bro, I told y'all, and now my man's fucking showed y'all. We about 30 days out at this time, at the time of this recording. So act accordingly. Let's see. Uh, secondly, last week, the upcoming Solana social media project, Soul Spot, announced they will be the first project ever to utilize the Magic Eden launchpad to accept dust to mint a capped amount of 333 NFTs from their max supply on May 3rd custom shit with the profile data pulled straight from the blockchain shit looks dope shout out to them nfa dior third and it's a big three y'all seen it (laughs) twitter feeds erupted this weekend this past weekend as the motherfucking west coast living legend mr we cause tragedy erratically systematically in your house without a key motherfucking craig bro the big homie ice cube joined the motherfucking squad the natural-born killer himself pulled the trigger twice on a clean pastelian godhawk. Fam, he hit it with that double tap like it was a fucking zombie. Insta-killed. Now it's dead and dope. Man's also blessed the streets with the sick visual of his honorary Mickey to God combo with the gold rope NWA chain. Like, bro. Like, what the fuck, bro? What the <laughs> fuck, bro? Like, you can't make this shit up? Bruh. Weird. Salute. Fucking, uh, speaking of honoraries, bro, both the goaded founders of Solana retired their honorary one-of-one the God PFPs and straight-up cops some disgusting sub-1K-ranked dead gods for fucking free. And I mean, I definitely co-signed the Icy Einstein, that, that shit is heat, you know, but the fucking Nebula leather jacket double diamond necklace 
like the double diamond necklace, mm. bruh. Per assessments from qualified analysts on Twitter and in the Discord, and I concur that one can infer that a whole lot of gang shit's going on. The usual, the huge. How many is that? It's one, two, fucking cube. Then Raj <laughs> and Anatoly, Yakovinko, that's Quattro Cinco. All right, so yo, finally, I don't regularly talk about the current floor price, but let's talk these motherfucking threes, though, for the motherfucking culture. This week, all-time high, briefly fuck around and hit the floor price of 333.33. That's a triple-double. Salute to all the new holders. Pull up into Dow. And all the homies who've been here. Uh, salute to all the homies who've been here since uh, 33.3. Also, just want to shout out specifically, let me not fuck this up, the homie Nicholas Lellis, Michaelis yeah. Lellis. Yo, Mr. Cold Shower for 43 days straight until this fucking point. Fucking insane. You could take the duct tape off the other faucet. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All the fucking the oath sworn to gods, the goddesses, and people Dog just fucked. down with the squad who said it's ink time at th this threshold. We seen you. Let's see it in 4K. Updated roadmap 3.33 coming. Delilah out of retirement. The bed and breakfast gang have reassembled. Another 10-day sleepover is already in play. Fucking Frank Shotgun and Yerba Mate's in front of a fucking whiteboard and in between phone calls as we speak. Guess it was a good week. Oh, yeah. Dun, Great dun, week. Dun. Yeah, let's fucking go, bro. <laughs> All right. Hell, oh, what a week, man. Unbelievable. So, actually... Nice recap. I, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> um, one of my questions was going to be, do you want to join the... Uh, 333 floor floor price tattoo gang but now that it's already happened like are you gonna get a 33 percent tattoo for the for the floor price or what i mean i don't see why not i'm gonna not gonna make any promises right now but yeah all right we'll wait till uh we'll wait till a little little later in the show when the paper lips come out all right, all right, all right. <laughs> hell yeah and then uh one more thing just a a little point of view first person on the 333.33 floor price so i woke up this morning and decided you know what i'm getting fomo from all these people making their tattoo bets and i posted on twitter that if we hit 333.33 i would get a mickey d gods tattoo because i already have a 33.3 percent uh, tattoo so i couldn't do that so you're then full mickey well i mean well fox is going to design it. the mickey <laughs> okay, artist okay, is going to okay, design okay. it it's going to be it's going to be classy ah. it's going to be tasteful it's going to be full-on shout Mickey's, out to fox all right shout out to fox but then i went and i checked magic eden and i realized there's one fucking d god listed below 333 soul floor so at first i posted it on twitter i said yo somebody just buy this shit for the culture and then the homie michaelis mr cold showers mr hard nipples said yo send him a foxy ding and tell him to relist so I hopped on fucking Famous Fox, filled out the ding. I said, yo, relist at 333.33 floor, you fucking cuck. And I posted that shit on Twitter. And then Michaelis also hit him with the fucking ding. And sure as shit, he replied on the same Twitter thread and was like, all right, first of all, fuck y'all. And second of all, I relisted at 333.33. So shout out to Famous Fox Fed for playing an integral part in one of the most iconic moments in time in D God's history of hitting this floor and also for single-handedly fucking over a hundred people into getting 
33.3% tattoos at NFT NYC. Shout out to the wow. Foxes. Shout out to Nicholas. Shout out to, I think it was like NFT Steve or something on Twitter that had his, his boy listed under the floor, which, you know, kind of a weird move, but you fixed it for the culture. <laughs> Hella respect. So, like I said, we got that boy function on the show today. Looking good. How are you doing? Feeling good? I'm good, brother. How are you? Fantastic. He's uh, he's outside doing what people in Colorado do right now. So yeah, I just switched spots with my homie. He was on a phone call. And there you go. Priorities. Yeah, he's like, I, you need to have this. You got it. So yeah, <laughs> we out here. What's going We're, on, guys? We're chilling. Oh, We're chilling. chilling. Happy just to chilling, be here. Bro. Happy yeah, to have you here, bro. Glad to so, be here too. It's been usually a long time we'll coming, uh, bro. fuck. Fucking right, yeah. Sorry we had to rug you the other day, but you know, <laughs> Papa, Papa Frank comes first. It is what it is. It's so, all good, no stress. Uh, usually, we uh, I'll start out by having the guests kind of introduce themselves, give us a little bit of their background. In this case, I feel like you know people know who you are. Some of your background is kind of public information for the most part. So just tell me this to start. Tell me what got you into crypto and NFTs in the first place. Hundred um, percent. I got my first crypto in like 2013, but it was just to use the Silk Road to buy drugs. Um, and then I didn't really pay attention to it until 2017. The end of 2017 came around, and I got super, super deep into it, um, and started like exploring the concept of NFTs when CryptoKitties came out in 2017. And then throughout 2018 and 2019, when the bear market hit, I was mostly traveling. And so my buddies and I would have conversations about NFTs, but nothing would be taken too seriously or like necessarily like let's put something into action because there really wasn't a market for it. Like essentially like people knew of crypto kitties and knew that crypto punks like existed, but nobody gave a fuck. Um, and then I started working in different realms in the NFT like uh space back in like december of 2020 um like right when hash masks started to come out and the 10k generative pfps started to like take hold again or, or for the first time really um and just like dabbled in it a little bit was like kind of like working in the industry and like dabbling my feet in different things and had a little bit of play money and and it wasn't really until like bored apes that i got into like like i bought a few hash masks when they first came out and traded those and got it but it wasn't like i really really got into it until like bored apes came out um all the other shit was just kind of like me doing random gambles and bets some of them worked out really great like i was very 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 early in solana nfts um i think i was like one of the first 25 or 50 people in solana monkey business discord and i i used to own like two gen one sets so like those were just but those weren't me like paying attention to the ecosystem like i like i pay attention to it now just being early um it was just being early and being lucky yeah. um and so really like i just kind of created this like function twitter account specifically like honestly the very first intention of it was like i'm just gonna like create a separate twitter that can get into the algorithm for nfts i'm gonna follow the right people and i'm just gonna like get into some conversations and make memes and jokes and like hopefully buy some right nfts and make some money like that sounds like a fucking game plan you know um and then i got into it and the, the account just started growing and we started to have more fun and it became this much bigger thing now so it's fun yeah I uh, piggyback question on that. The first thing you said, so my introduction to crypto was 
uh, finding out about Bitcoin in 2011 because you could use it to buy drugs on the Silk Road. I thought it was too complicated, didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Do you obviously did, and I have a buddy who I would buy those Silk Road drugs from. I, and... let, me, let, me, let me pause you there. I did to the extent where I took the initiative to find someone who knew how to do it. Okay. So that so <laughs> right? my, que- like, my question I, was going to be, did you buy them and then did you end up years later having like you know a couple thousand in like residual bitcoin because of that or no you had somebody else do it for you i did i had somebody else do the whole thing but i found like my boy who did the whole tech shit i gave him the cash i sat with him as he did it and then it was done but i never thought about like i should keep this wallet i did buy I, i bought litecoin in like 2014 i think or 15 it was cheap as fuck and then, yeah. like, t- two days later, I, like, ran out of weed, and I sold it, and I bought weed. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, 40 bucks a Litecoin, but it would be worth, like, 100K now or something stupid, yeah. you know? Like, and I was just like, dude, I'm out of weed. I need some more weed. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> i love to hear that. All right, cool. All right, yeah, that, uh, that's nice. I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of people who are successful now, you know, being an early mover, first mover is a, is a big part in that, but then also maintaining that. Uh, momentum that you get from that so let's no, i let's... started this game i started this game in 2017 with 1500 dollars, bro yeah i lost i started with five grand lost everything like to rug pulls and scams and some shitty icos and then had 1500 dollars left from insurance from a car accident like i was in and <laughs> At the time, I was I was like living at my parents' house and shit. I was like broke as fuck, um, and I was just like, all right, like if I'm gonna have fifteen hundred dollars, which to me at that time was like having one hundred fifty thousand, like it was a lot of money. Uh, it was it was like having one point five million, like now, you know, like mm-hmm. in in scope. And I, I looked at it and I said, you know, if I'm gonna if I have fifteen hundred dollars, I just gambled away five k, you know, like I I turned the five k into fifteen, then lost it all, like. And if crypto is really here to stay and I, I like really want to build like something like substantial, like with my life, like with like an actual grounded purpose and like something that I'm doing in reality that seems to have like substance and some and some meaning to me, mm-hmm. um, then I, I need to be patient and you have a lot of patience. So I'm going to use this $1,500 a lot more strategically. I'm going to be a little less gambling. I'm still going to be degen, um, but, but I'm going to be like way more strategic with it. And I was and I turn that 1500 into like nine 90k in like four or five months during the ico boom and then like used yeah. it to like tra- travel and do cool shit like okay. in the, like go to conferences and like other shit when i was chill nigh word yeah so that that was one of my questions and i was not around for this i'm like six months deep in in nfts and shit so uh, give me the breakdown on Chill Nye. That was your Twitter before function. That was a complete alter ego. Give me the breakdown on who Chill Nye was. Dude, Chill Nye account grew very similar to how Function grew. Like it was just like a meme account that was just for fun that people liked. Um, and Chill Nye was like a really interesting like experiment for me because I never like like. That was like it was a lot of attention to to navigate and to be be in this realm of and like people wanted me like eventually the account grew to the place where like people just wanted me to speak or they wanted me to do promos and they wanted me to do this and that and so I got to like navigate it was like an experiment it was, like I just got to navigate like different realms of the ecosystem you know like I experimented being like doing promo like promotions for projects which I was always like 
super transparent about and, and disclosed about, but still even got to watch how the ecosystem responded to people who do promos, even if they are like transparent. I got to go like a little bit more down the professional route, like where I was like actually speaking on stages and like in like, like I traveled like during 2018 and 2019, I was in like 40 countries, like speaking Holy at like shit. 20 to 30 blockchain Sheesh. conferences at least. Um, wow. Yeah. So like I really did the thing. Like I was in like, rooms with cz hanging out with him like we like if he sees me at a conference he'll tap me up and say what up mike what's good how are you like good to see you you know like mm -hmm. i was like in there early when binance and all these people were going around so i just like got myself exposure and just put myself in front of people and to be honest with you i just utilized like my financial capital in order to like get more social capital yeah. um and that's a bar what's that and I said, that's a bar, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like, the game is like kind of like, how do you balance social capital and financial capital? And how do you find the right ways to like inter intertwine them where like you don't lose like f like social capital when you make a financial capital move? Um, and how, how like Gary Vee gains social capital when he makes financial capital moves, right? Like mm -hmm. Ty, Ty Lopez loses social capital when he makes financial capital moves, right? Like there's, there's, <laughs> there's different ways to play the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of learned a little bit about both like gaining fi like social capital and financial capital and losing social capital and financial capital through like the social the show my experiment and kind of watched like honestly a little bit about like i learned so much about like how uh crypto twitter like hive mind mentality works and how people like make really quick judgments and don't really like get to know a person before they like like make assumptions and things like that um and through that experience, like, I just kind of came out on the other end and I was like, okay, cool. Like, crypto is where I want to be. I fucking love it. I don't really like being, like, honestly, like, like when Shill and I, like, came to a close, I was just at a place that was like, I don't really like being public. It was, like, the end of a bear market. Everybody was in, like, a nasty mood because they yeah. lost all this fucking money, you know? Word. And I was kind of just like, you know, this isn't fun. And so I kind of just, like, tapered off the Shill and I account and never really expected to be public again to be 100 percent honest with you and then all of a sudden function came around blew up and got to the point where i was like i felt like to be 100 percent honest i just kind of felt like a little internally split i was like yeah i got like function and then i'm still kind of like subtly trying to hide the fact that i'm nigh even though i'm functioning i was just like fuck this yeah. dude who, who gives a fuck like Word. some people some people ain't gonna like me and that's a fact. Some people are going to make assumptions. Some people are going to judge me. Like, whatever. Like, I'm me. This is my life. I love the way that I live my life. Like, I go to Burning Man. I do crazy hippie shit. I do fucking, like, I have sex with crazy women. Like, it's fun. Like, I have a great time. And I'm me. And I'm public about it. And, like, if you don't like it, you're probably just fucking jealous. Like, let's be real. What, uh, so was, what was do you... Nia completely different account like did you delete it or what happened uh, no, no it's it's i doxed chill nye back in like 2019 or something 2018 and so it's it's my docs account you can look it up it's michael a jacobs i think um so it's still there it's got like forty thousand followers i never tweet from it it just like kind of sits there and floats there and does nothing true so you doxed and then decided you didn't want to be doxed started a new account and now you're doxed no, no, I doxed. That's no, I doxed and enjoyed the experience of being doxed as Shil Nye and kind of got to a place in my experience where I didn't really know what I was utilizing the account for and didn't like really feel like super fulfilled by it. 
And so I took a step back in order to like reset or realign and refine my fulfillment. Um, and learned a lot about like how I was like, like, like the ways that I would navigate being an online profile are very, very different now as function. Like I like don't really give a fuck what anybody says. Like as Shilnai, like Shilnai was like a little bit more insecure and like he had like a little bit more like wounds and shit that people were like bumping up against when they talk shit, you know? Now people can talk shit on me all they want and I'm just kind of like, yo, I'm here. Like come say it to my face if you like really got beef, but otherwise like, like you're just talking on the internet for clout. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um, and my reputation fucking speaks for itself. So like what what do you think was the catalyst that blew up Shilnai? And then what do you think was the catalyst that blew up function? Which fun I mean you said Shilnai had like forty K followers, which you have a good bit more than that now. Yeah, forty K at the time though, you gotta understand was a completely different realm. Like no one in crypto Twitter had like a hundred thousand followers. Like there weren't even fifty thousand people, like there's barely fifty thousand people in crypto, right? So fair, fair. Um mm-hmm. Now, that being said, like, I don't think it's a specific catalyst. Like, I think it's just like, really, like, I'm just like, I understand how to use the tool of Twitter better than most people do. Like, most people just like... Twitter's for shitposting. I mean, to a degree, yes. Like, you have to learn how to, like, navigate, like, the the realm of a community and, the like, the way that an energy of a community, like, navigates in order to be good at something. And you have to learn how to, like, like communicate what you want to say in a short enough and a clear enough form to that will, like, actually touch a large group of people in, like, a place of understanding where they're going to, like, resonate with it. And that's, like a skill that honestly I've been working on Twitter since I was, it was 2012. I got on Twitter and was just like fucking around with shit, trying to learn. Right. Mm. Like, so like I was like 18 in college or whatever, you know, 19 or something. Um, but like long story short is like, I don't think it's like a catalyst. Like I think like, probably like a lot of people like follow me because I've like made some good plays here and there and they've, I've, I've done it really publicly. And so it's like a cool, like benefit for people to like be incentivized to like follow. But I don't know, I'm just myself and people just seem to radiate towards it. And like, sure. I just can't fucking like, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like kind of with, that's kind of my process with function too, is like Shil and I, I didn't really like that in function. I'm just kind of like, yo, it is what it is. Like I can't like fight what seems to just happen naturally. The big plays probably help a little bit <laughs> um, I mean, it's nice when i brag it about by d gods at four soul floor you know yeah. like, they're like 100 200 300 pumping yeah. more and more you know so yeah it do- doesn't hurt for sure so i Definitely on that note hurt. uh i think it, at least to me my understanding is you're kind of famous for being one of the guys that called board ape yacht club early i think so Kind of. I mean, I wasn't like super, super early on board apes. Like most people were. Like most people were buying like half an ETH and ETH. I think my first board ape pur- purchase was when the floor was like five Ethereum. And okay. I think I bought a bought a DM. I bought a DMT. No, I bought a DMT for ten Ethereum when the floor was seven. Okay. And then it dipped, and I paper handed the fuck out of it. Lost five k overnight. Like literally, like <laughs> my board ape story is actually hilarious. If y'all want to fuck, fucking hear it, yeah, I was yeah, just oh, saying, yeah, what, yeah, what all, like uh, got you into it? What you know made you kind of bullish on board ape? I guess if you were, and then sure, tell us the story. Cool. So I was like already in NFTs, you know, like I had been in hash masks and I'd been deep in Solana NFTs like long before this, right? I'd been like, like I said, like Solana monkey business and I'd been minting the fracks, like all all of that good shit. 
Um, and then I this is when Function probably only had like a thousand followers, maybe eight hundred or something. Um, and I was just like sitting on Twitter, like utilizing it as a tool and observing a communities. And the thing that I noticed the most was this bored ape shit, like just kept growing and kept getting bigger and this was over maybe a week two week span of like me just honestly sitting on twitter for eight to 12 hours a day doing what i do um and so i'm just like sitting there and observing and just like watching this grow and watching these people talk in this community be like oh i'll help you with this and i'll help you with that only because you have this profile picture and mind you this is before pfps were like a thing you know what i mean um this made pfps a thing in my opinion um and so like as i started to watch and observe that i was like all right like this is interesting the floor price is going up like i had never mind you i had i had a decent amount of like capital set aside that i had just like saved from like working and a couple good like bitcoin and other like altcoin trades and shit like that so i was sitting on a decent amount of capital specifically in usdc because i was like I've never had a period of my life where I hadn't had to like be on grind mode nonstop. And so I put it like, I put a quarter million in USDC and I was like, I don't have to work for four years at my current burn rate, which was like six or 8k a month at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, if it's like six or 8k a month, 400k, if I just live at this rate, I'm chilling for four years. And that put my body into like a space it's never been in, which was like a space of like, I'm good. Like, I don't have to worry about the next bill. Like, sure. I don't have to be in this, like, survival mode that I've been in for, like, even as Shil Nye was in survival mode, just trying to hustle. Even if I had 90K in my bank account, it was always, like, trying to make, like, a little bit more here and there. So it put me into that space. Right. And so in that space, I was able to be a little bit more free in my thinking and a little bit more creative in, like, how I, like, could see possibilities. And so as I was, like, watching this board Ape thing kind of grow... I watched it hit, I think the floor, like I said, was like seven or eight or something like that. And I went in there and I grabbed a DMT for like 10. Like it was like 11 PM, dude. I was stoned as fucking balls. Like I had never spent at that time. 10 ETH was like 25 K. I think ETH was 2,000, Um, I'd never spent that much on an asset. Like, besides making some like ballsy trades on some altcoins like at that time like my like it's kind of like a muscle is the way i like to put it like my ability like my money muscle like wasn't flexed like i hadn't taken big losses and i hadn't had big wins to have the experience of how it feels to have the emotional fluctuation and like try to find balance in the emotional fluctuation because yeah. like if you like make a big win your ego can get out of control and just like tear you apart but if you take a big loss it can do the same thing and like make you run away from like actually getting back up to the plate right so it's like this balance game and buying the first board ape was actually the first step to that because <laughs> um, i bought it at 10 eth at like 11 p.m at night it actually might have been like 11 eth or something i bought it at like 10 p 10 11 p.m at night and i woke up the next morning at 7 8 a.m and i've paper handed the fuck out of it dude <laughs> so you bought it and immediately listed or spotted at night woke up in the morning was like what the fuck are you doing bro you just spent twenty thousand dollars that's x amount of months of your like of your you know of your, yeah. Like, yeah yeah net. yeah like mm -hmm. you just spent your safety net on a monkey picture on the internet like what are you doing like what what are you doing like yeah. you know and my body 
my body just had a panic and just had a freak out and that's understandable like yeah facts if if your body isn't having a freak out the first time then like you're probably not in tune with your emotions and that's actually not a good thing like you really want to be in tune with your emotions or else you won't be in tune with the market very well um and so i paper handed it for seven and then like watched it for another week and the floor went from set from like eight seven eight all the way back to five and um it was like the first little retrace and i was like watching this and i was like you know what fuck this shit dude like i hit up you know bagsy you guys know bagsy on twitter yeah. uh, he's my mm-hmm. he's my like really like one of my best friends uh, i hit up bagsy i'm like yo fuck this we're buying apes right now bro let's get this shit and he's like let's go let's buy apes right <laughs> so i swiped i think like three five ETH, um and then uh just started buying them throughout that weekend and that was the weekend of the first pump that like pumped it from that, that it pumped pumped from like five ETH to like fifteen ETH floor or something like that. So, like you can imagine, like my feeling, like I feel like I'm a fucking boss. Like yeah, literally, an, yeah. an hour Genius. after an hour after I bought the first one, it pumped, dude. Like an hour. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's like a ten ETH floor an hour after. I'm like, let's fucking go. I'm 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 like just vibing. I was actually with my parents for the weekend because I was visiting them. Uh, I was living in Laguna Beach at the time, um, and I went down to. They live in San Diego, so I just drove down, and I'm like in my parents' hot tub. And my mom's like, what's what's wrong i'm like my monkey pictures were 40 <laughs> you know and my mom's like your monkey picture what and my dad's yeah. like should i buy one and i'm like i can't i can't i can't advise you to spend forty thousand dollars on a monkey picture yeah. obviously yeah lo- lo- obviously looking back now and now he's like damn it decision. kid why didn't you make me buy one yeah right and so that was kind of like the journey, the first step that I took into being like, all right, you know what? Like I had a safety net. I felt how it felt for a couple of weeks to have a safety net. Fuck it. Let's just fucking go. And then I just put 250, like the whole quarter million in NFTs um, over the next, like probably like three or four weeks. All in, all in the board ape? Wow. No, all no, kinds of shit. no, no, I, not all in the board ape. Like I was trading board ape. Like I was mostly like trading board ape at first before. I realized like this shit gonna be around for a while, right? So I'd buy one at five, I'd sell it at fifteen, buy another at ten, sell it at twenty-one. And I was making all these trades like in twenty-four hour periods. So I thought I was genius. Obviously yeah, hold, holding them probably would have been a better strategy like now. But yeah. uh I made a good amount of money. I minted a fuck ton of world of women and like made some good flips there. Obviously should have held a couple. But long story short is like we just played the game and we just like started flipping them and I think I flipped like I don't even really want to say how much I flipped it into, but it was a fuck ton, like, for, like at the very, very peak um, when everything was, like, really, really popping. Um, and and that was kind of, like, honestly how I made so much money on Solana monkey business um, and Fract is because during that time period, I was so focused on Bored Apes that I wasn't paying attention to what happened with what was happening with, like, I didn't give a fuck about Solana anymore. So this right? is overlapping mm-hmm. with, like, the beginning of Solana. And right? Yeah, so you got to mind, like, the way I look at it is in the timeline, right? Like, timeline, I mint uh, Solana, Gen- Solana Monkey Business Gen 1s. I get two sets of them for, like, $750. I mint a bunch of Frax, a bunch of Soul Punks, a bunch of, like, Legion Punks. I'm trading those a little bit and on Twitter, and then I find Bored Apes. And then I go into okay. a Bored Ape, Bored Ape trend for, like, a few months, and then I come back and realize that Solana Monkey Business Gen 1 sets are worth a quarter million dollars, and I, like, Sheesh. sell the... I sold, I sold one to your... your Urkan, Urkan, is that how you say his name? 
yeah, I say yeah, Arcon, yeah. Arcon, yeah, yeah. So I sold one to him. So you actually were in Solana NFTs before ETH, before or before Borat API Club, I should say. <sighs> Shit, man. I was like, I hate to say it, but I was in Solana NFTs probably before most people in Solana. Uh, I I would agree. With I, that. Like, I don't tell many people this, but I'll share it on this podcast. Like, I just fuck around and make accounts sometimes. And so, like, before I made the NFT account, um, I had another account called Solana Nation, and it was just literally like an account that was just focused on Solana that I was just like. I, I built an account one day and I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to like, it was when Solana was $20 and I bought for 18 at the very first time. And I was like, if I'm actually going to make a smart investment this time, because all the other investments that I had made were decent, but usually paper handed them to some degree. Right. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I really, I, if you know, Cooper on Twitter, um, he uh he's verified or whatever uh cooper was is was a friend of mine when i was show nine he came over to my house one time and he told me he's like i got really really focused and i studied DeFi, and i studied every single DeFi platform before DeFi summer and i invested all of my ethereum into ave and all of these things when it was like pennies because when i studied it i knew it was going to blow up and I, like once he understood it on an intellectual level, he got like more conviction in his investment is what I learned from that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool. Then let me actually study like like what the fuck Solana does. So I studied all the, like the 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 mechanics behind it and like actually gained conviction in the blockchain before making my investment. And I was like, all right, let's fucking do this. So I had this whole account. It was Solana nation. I was pretty much using it to educate myself around the different DeFi platforms building on Solana. Um, and I ended up finding Solana monkey business because of that account. Cause like they were DMing me cause it was like early, early, early Solana. No one had a, like there was no Solana influencer. Like the biggest Solana yeah. influencer was like 8,000 followers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they DM'd me and we were just like buddy buddies in chat for a while. And so I just minted some SMB Gen ones just for fun because like I had a Solana account and because yeah exactly and then I made Function and that just started to blow up so I just got rid of Solana Nation I was like fuck this account I just deleted it um, and thankfully that account brought me to like Fract and all that shit though super super early so I have a question once you uh, kind of realized that you were rich as fuck for the first time um what did you what's the first thing you bought that like was not an nft that's a great question uh urkan set it off so shout out to urkan um hey shout out to him yeah like i had all these like money in the jpegs you know and you like when they're in jpegs you're like at least for me like i'm pulling out like 10 grand a month, five grand a month or whatever to pay my bills and expenses and like leaving the rest into play. Like that's just the way I do things. Right. Degen. Um, and so <laughs> no, Degens don't pull out anything, but yeah, continue. I'm, not I'm not pulling I out mean, 10 grand a month. <laughs> I mean, I pull, I pull out whatever I need to survive, you know what I mean? And live. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially what I'm getting at is like, what were we talking about? Fuck. <laughs> what, what was uh, the first the, thing you the, bought the first that was purchase, not an NFT? What was the first thing I bought? Like... Got it. Thank you. So Urkon, that's right. I'm on the Urkon story. Urkon, um, 
I listed my Solana Monkey Business Gen 1, the first set on the marketplace, uh, the auction marketplace, right? And then I tweet about it. I probably had like five or 10,000 followers at the time. And Urkon hits me up. He had like 400 followers. This dude was like nobody on Twitter. And he's literally like, I'll buy your Gen 1 set right now for $220,000. It's like his first message to me. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that sounds right. Mind you, I, like, I, right? Like, mind you, I bought this shit for 350 bucks, right? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. for one set 300 per set right whatever it was um and so first thing i told them was nah i'm good <laughs> i was like i'll pass thanks um and then he hit me back he's like give me whatever number you want right now like tell me what number you want um and mind you i was like dude like go to the auction site and make a fucking bid. Like my thing's on there. I don't really want to sell my second set personally. Like I'd like to hold on to it. And he's like, give me any fucking number you want for the second set. I, I don't <laughs> oh, want to I don't want to waste my time bidding. Like, let me know. You know what I mean? Um, so I called up my boy Bagsy because Bagsy's just like, like my boy. And I was like, dude, this guy's trying to sell me this. Like, what the fuck should I do? You know what I mean? And he's like, first off, is it real? And I'm like, I think it's real. It seems real. Yeah. Like, like, I don't fucking know. He has 400 followers on Twitter. We'll see, right? Um, and then second off, he's like, why wouldn't you sell it? I'm like, dude, I honestly think these are probably going to be million-dollar items, like, to have a full set. What made you uh, think that? And I, Wait, actually, but before you answer that, what what do you mean by a set? Because I did not get into, into Solana until after, like, SMB and DAA. What do you mean by a set? Of, it was a Gen 1. But is that – how many is that? All, is the, all the all the marketplaces you see are selling Gen 2 sets – or Gen 2s, right? Yeah. That's a set of – that's a 5,000 collection, right? So they yeah. had Gen 1s that were minted before that that you had to send USDC – hold on, I'm getting a call. Um, that you had to send USDC to like a random address and they would just send you back this monkey, right? There was a set, there was four monkeys. One I think was like 25, 75, 150, and, or 100 and 150 or something, something like that, right? And there was only about 25 sets total, so 25 of each monkey, okay. I think, maybe 50 at most. If you hold a full set, you get royalties from Gen 2. So you got you mind you the reason that I I found this the found out about how the price of these things was because one day I opened up my fucking Solana wallets I had them both in separate wallets um and I was like why do I have 15 grand in each wallet like what the fuck <laughs> and I realized that that was one month of payout per gen one holy shit business. I never knew that Jesus Whoa. it was 15 G's I had in each wallet Hence and that was the... after that was after their first month of mint right yeah. Hence the close to a million dollar valuation. Exactly. So I was like, okay. I was like, these things are probably worth a million. Like I hold it, and like, imagine what Gen ones or or Gen one holders are getting now if there's even somebody that still holds a set, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Those that was when Solana of Monkey Business Floor was like ten or twenty or something. You know, now it's like hundred fifty to two hundred. But long story short, that's what a set is. Gotcha. Um, and that that was the first big come up was when Urkan came on and, and hit me up because I sold that set for to him for I think two hundred forty is what we agreed on. Mm. Um and we did an OTC uh with the Salada Monkey business team and then the next day uh my auction ended I think for a hundred ninety or two hundred or something like that. So I think I netted like four hundred and forty thousand dollars on that trade um oh, and shit. i immediately went moved a bunch of it to eth bought a tesla uh and bought four watches one or three watches one for myself and two for my two for my parents rolexes 
That's dope, uh, man. That's some G shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, it was one of the deepest experiences, like, one of the most, like, crucial experiences, like, in the financial realm, because, like, actually experiencing that much money come into my reality in such a short period of time like shook me dude like it's like it was an energetic like shake like i had never had that amount of money appear just like in such a short span of time um and it just like opened me up to this new realm where i was like that was the first time where i actually connected like i had been kind of trying to live the paradigm of like full crypto like actually like look at reality as like a sandwich is 0.01 ETH or whatever, you know what I mean? But that was the moment that actually like snapped me into it. Yeah. And I was like, money's fake. Everything's like all, all this financial yeah. reality is fake. Everything is like very, very easily like uh, uh, able to be accumulated. Like if you're like intelligent with your timing um, mm-hmm. and if you're like intelligent with your decision-making um, and if you're like Willie and you, the biggest thing is if you have the fucking balls to take a risk. Um, because when I spent $750 on on a monkey business like it wasn't like i had a fuck ton of money and was just like like that i was still getting paycheck to pay that was back in january or december like of 2020 i was getting paycheck to paycheck you know what i mean like mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. 700 bucks was still like a good portion of my rent and i was still concerned about that at the time but i was willing to take a risk on it right like Word. you have to, you have like the biggest thing is you have to have the balls to take a fucking risk sure uh, so on that note and conviction, taking risks, board API club, Solana money business, what, uh, was your initial kind of draw to D gods? Cause you've been, you know, one of the people that's kind of been around shilling since day one, like, was it a similar experience to your experience with board API club or, um, n- no, it was actually very like, yeah it was a little bit similar it was similar in the aspect of like the community rallied around that honorary they made me all right and at the time i was like you gotta mind like at the time like i i think i had just done the trippy bunny mint right and like trippy bunny was 1.11 soul and we donated everything to charity right and like Mm -hmm. the intention behind that like behind me and bagsy and techie sparks and 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 70h doing that like uh like the the whole point of us doing that was to tell the solana ecosystem that like three plus solana mints is not appropriate (laughs) and that like you don't and like solana was what like i think two hundred dollars at the time like it wasn't appropriate for people to ask three solana mint like prices for nfts and that was like our and, and most of them were just rug pulls and so like we were like in order to fuck the game up we're gonna do a 1.11 mint no one's going to know what we're going to do. And once it sells out, we're giving it all the charity to show people that one, like, like you don't need to charge like crazy mint prices. And two, like you also don't even need to keep the mint in order to create an insane fucking community that of people that love a project. And bunnies ran to a 20 soul floor after that. You know what I mean? Like That's fucking wild. Right. Like, and that was with me doing, that was me doing zero effort and like, it was just having fun. Right. Like that was the mm-hmm. whole intention. And it still is the intention with bunnies. Right. It's just a fun community that like is a vibe. And I hope like one day on Solana blockchain, when it's like a, like, actual ecosystem and like thriving and like it already is but like longer longer down the line like i really hope that bunnies act as like kind of like a architect or artifact on the solana blockchain like like a historic moment like like artifact yeah yeah artifact yeah that's always been my intention with bunnies um and it seems to be the way that it's it's gone up because i 
bunnies have never once gone under mint price like and that's Word. all you got to say i don't even think yeah, they've well, gone, i don't think they've ever gone on under 2x mint price they may have gone like a little bit under it but like it just is what it is so that's what attracted me to d gods i'm getting distracted uh, was was I was pissed about three soul mints and I was always talking about it on Twitter and they made me an honorary and it said fuck three soul mints on the <laughs> yeah. chest of it yeah. and I was like these guys have balls and I like that and so I'm gonna claim this honorary and see what the fuck happens and I just like kind of watched as they had the paper handed bitch tax which really attracted me as well because I studied like look studied it like oh paper hand bitch tax that's cool let's see if it works and to me which and i love frank to death uh <laughs> but to me i think like like the reason and, and i think he did it right but i think the reason paper hand bitch tax didn't succeed is because it was never really used to sweep floors and if it was used to sweep floors then it would have been an, like insanely hype project for a short period of time and probably died off over time because that's what it like so it's for the best that that was it wasn't used that way. I, I think it was for the best over over the long term. But at the time, I was like, "Why isn't he sweeping the floor? Just sweep the fucking floor, Frank." Mm -hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what I was thinking um, the same thing. You remember when he would uh, spend like 80, 80 soul and and burn one instead of sweeping the floor, and and the, the Discord would go insane. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Well, yeah, why would you reward people that just list on the fucking floor though? But the that anyways true. <laughs> true yes and no yes and no and like i understand the mentality of the short-term thinking of being like i want the floor price to go up by the floor which was partially my thinking at the time as well like sure. is mm -hmm. this guy gonna buy the floor or not like what's going on you know because my uncertainty wasn't really like is he gonna buy the floor or is he gonna buy a rare it's just like what's happening with the money it just felt like a little bit like yeah i didn't really sure. understand fully what it was, was random like plan yeah. it was random which was part of the experiment which is why i just kept playing the game i'm like fuck it this, this is why we're still playing the game exactly and then <laughs> facts and then and then like as soon as he like i think i fucking swept a couple off the floor one day in january and frank dm'd me from the d gods account he's like yo you gotta check this shit out bro and I was like, it was like, like two, like it was like a, like, like couple, like an hour or something before we shared it on Twitter. But it was like one of the dead, the first dead god, uh, mm -hmm. art. And he was like, dude, we're doing this whole thing. Do you know about uh, uh, the the doodles and how they did their airdrop? And I'm like, yeah, I know that. And he's like, we're gonna do the same thing with dead gods, you know. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, not opposed to it. And like, doodles failed at it, like. So yeah. like, like it wasn't cool for Doodles. Like it was cool, but it wasn't like successful. Frank mm. made Doodles models successful. Like that's cool. Word. Um, and so when he first told me about it, I love the art. I was a little bit like, oh, can I get an airdrop? Like what's going on? Maybe. <laughs> um, and then he told me about Dust, and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like this is this sounds fucking cool. And like he posted it. I think we were still at like a five or six Solana floor. Nobody really gave a fuck. And I was like, you know what? I was over at my buddy's house. Um, this is gonna come really full circle here in the long in the long story of this 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 story when we tell it later. But I was at my buddy's house and I was just sitting there at the dinner table, I had my laptop open, and and, and this girl comes over to me who, who uh, I'm now like kind of seeing, and uh, she's like, "What are you buying? Those are cool." I'm like, "They're dead. They're they're d gods." 
And she's like, dude, D gods are so cool. These are awesome. And then everybody rallied around the table and they're like, yo, these are sweet. <laughs> these are sick. You know? And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's ball. And I bought the normies are in. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think I, I think I actually realistically probably bought like 40 of them. I probably had like 10 to 15 that I had pre bought between like the time like they minted um, and like. Anywhere between like an eleven and four soul floor, sure. I was like, I bought, I bought all those fifty-five, and I have about seven fake D gods still. Fake? Yeah. Oh, from like Soul Seed? Oh, you bought when yeah, they first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or... bro. I was like in the, in my t- I was in my <laughs> test driving to Colorado, and they came out, and I was like, fuck it, dude, we ball, like let's just go at it, like let's, <laughs> let's like. This looks like the contract. This looks like the same one. And then yeah, word. I look in the Discord and they're like, you have to have all three of these contracts yep. for it. And I, I was like, fuck. <laughs> you yeah, know? word. Bro, yeah, I, I was so new at that point. Too. I wasn't even touching that shit. I was like, I'll just, I got my one I minted. I'm not even going to worry about these. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I had just had all that Solana from that fucking come up from with the, yeah. like, even after, even after I bought watches and a Tesla, I still had a fuck ton of Solana from that come up. And Solana had just gone from like a hundred to $200. So it was like, I had pretty much spent no money almost, you know what I mean? Um, so or 250 or whatever it was at. And so that was kind of just the vibe with it. it was just go ham and see, see what happened. Yeah. So what's his face? Uh, had a little bit of a boner i mean a bone to pick with you on twitter and it's, <laughs> what what <laughs> pause uh and it was in regards to you know being so bullish on d gods and having all this conviction to sweep the floor in between that four to eleven range and then selling some kind of on the way up to where we are so how do you totally. how do you uh evaluate what your top signal is going to be, what what kind of makes you decide to sell? Is it a ladder sell technique? Is, is there something, or is it real stuff, like you mentioned, pulling money out? It's a great question. Um, my D-God strategy was completely different than any other strategy. Um, and, like, mostly it wasn't really, like, searching for a top signal, but it was searching for a, a, a target of, like, financial capital that I needed uh in order to help my friend secure a house um okay. he had like we essentially been going like figuring out how to buy this house for the last fuck, five months now since like december or january or, or november um and we finally got the paperwork and we got it all down and he's like yo i need 360k like down deposit to make this happen um and so like hold up as a down payment on a house you needed 360k yeah yeah it's like a it's like a sick ass two million dollar fucking yeah you fucking think sick ass up it's like a castle up in the hills of colorado it's sick all right um and so yeah so like essentially that was that's 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 full honesty like reasoning but like behind the reason why i sold a ton of d gods was like I sold a couple, I think, between, like, 20 and 30, like, two or three, mostly to Ape Cats on Crack, um, because they were at, like, a two-soul floor, three-soul floor when they came out, and I was like, fuck this, these are sick, I'm buying a bunch of them. Um, humble brag. <laughs> I, well, humble brag, it, it, it would be sick if I fucking didn't paper hand a lot of them. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm honest about that, so um and so like then i think i sold a couple in the 50 range because i was like okay like how much legs does this have and i'm always like the reality is like i'm like like i'm like me selling a project 
has no correlation to the devotion or the the belief in the project or the founders like it's just the game me selling a project me selling a project is being a fucking like smart investor like, yeah if, I, if i'm 10x up on something you get 20x up on something yeah and then all of a sudden the all of a sudden my rare ones are worth like 75 to 100x up on something and if you like, think that you can sit there and say like oh i know this project is going to keep going up so i'm not going to sell and i'm just going to hold the whole time like you're so full of shit like i, I will think say one more thing good Oh, my bad, didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, you're good. Go ahead. I'll say one more thing on that is like most of the people who ever talk shit about it are the ones who've been buying D God since they're like 20 or 34. Eh, maybe, yeah. But some uh, of them, like in reality, like because you don't, they don't want to get dumped on the people that just bought. The real conviction move isn't like holding a bag forever. Like the real conviction move is buying it when it was early and believing in the founders. Like yeah. the fact the fact of the matter is I have DMs from Frank and he will tell you this publicly and has said it publicly that like he has like meant like said it in DMs like multiple times, like thank you for like buying and like hitting us up in DMs and giving us ideas and brainstorming with us like when we were at a five soul floor. Because sure. like your belief in it gave us more courage to actually continue and like get creative and like like your conviction gave us conviction even more even as founders right like word like coming in later and being like oh you're you're not holding anymore is bullshit because like I was like in the DMs with him being like yo what do you think about this idea what do you think about that and he's like yo we were thinking about this you know like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're we're brainstorming shit we're like creating shit like me selling has no uh, 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 negative statement to my conviction in Frank. It has a positive statement in my conviction to my friends who I believe in, who I'm like gifting sure. money to to invest it to create like a life for ourselves. What here. are you getting back for the the aid on that house? What do you mean? Like, why did you just give your homie 300k towards a house? Because he's got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey if that's the answer that's the answer that's dope i don't gotta like that that's why i'm asking <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean that that as well as like it's a community house you know like it's a place that's like okay shared shared by many people ski there. In, I have ski dinner. in ski out i mean it's like I, I have dinner there every every week it's like all okay. like eight, eight people it's eight, the spot eight, eight people live in this house you know that all like yeah. and they're all my friends if i ever needed a room to live i could live there if i wanted to like it's just the spot like sure yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the spot. Like if you have a crew, if you have a crew and you've got it like that, and like they could use it, like you're gonna get the spot for your crew. Like that's what I'm doing. That's you fucking I mean? sick. Yeah, hell yeah, I feel that. I'm, I'm, at least I'm. Helping. So does your did your crew like uh, did they you know when you when you started buying all these NFTs and when you started making money were you like telling all your friends like you need to get in on this and like did they listen to you or yes and no. Work? Yes and no. Um, depends on which friends you're talking about, right? Like friends who are super adept to crypto. Yes, I was bullish as fuck on everything. Like all of like Techie Sparks has mo like had a f one or two sets of Solana Monkey Business Gen One because of me. Like uh, Bagsy got punks at twelve ETH because of me. Um, and apes he missed it five when i told him to buy and so he bought it 10. um but long story short yeah like i tell all my crypto homies like this is what i'm buying this is what i'm doing in fact there was a period of time where my crypto homies would just send me money like really, not like random people from twitter like my boys who i like lived with and shit and like they'd send me money and be like you're up at 7 a.m trading this shit like will you just trade it for us and i would do that 
Um, but my other people outside of crypto, I'm hesitant, man. Like I'm always hesitant because I understand that if you've been in crypto, whether it be NFTs or actual just crypto realm for a period of time, you have a level of risk tolerance that most people don't have and, nice. a, and a level of financial flexibility that most people don't have. Um, so telling my friend asked me if she should buy apes at five eighth at five ETH. My dad asked me if he should buy apes at five ETH. Like I told them both, I don't know, like not really, right? Like, because like what am I supposed to do? Like tell someone who's never had a large investment in something to go put twenty grand into a picture on the internet. Let alone yeah, let alone a large investment, but a fucking picture on the internet. And the like, exact same thing would happen to them that happened to you where you woke up and you fucking panicked and you you sold it, you know, because that's what everyone exactly. does with their first big purchase in crypto. They're like, OK, this was this is fucked. It's it's tanking and you panic. Um, but then, you you know, that happens 10 times, 20 times and you get used to it. It gets to a point where you just have to like surrender internally and finally find the point where like you recognize that every single time you put money into an asset in the crypto realm and the nft realm it has the capacity to go to zero and for me my strategy my like base like my number one strategy for all nft investing is when i make an investment it's already zero that money's sure. gone sure. i don't i don't look at it as like capital that i have that money is zero and it is gone and if one day i come back to it and it's more i am fucking grateful word and if one day i come back to it and it's a little bit less than and i like maybe i like liquidate it place just fucking place, gambling maybe not. i don't know it's part of the game right like yeah it's the game it's gonna happen um so i'm just out here making as educated guesses as best as Facts. i possibly can so conversely to uh you know what are kind of your top signals or what makes you decide to sell how do you evaluate maybe an upcoming project or an existing project how do you look for uh conviction play like what is it that makes you hit the sweet button and invest in something like i've seen you you've been rocking uh grim syndicate on twitter for the last couple of days like what makes you bullish on projects depends on the project i'll give you an example with grim Grim, it's really easy because they've got a strong community. Um, they've been around for a really long time. Like they're, I mean, long time in Solana terms. Like they're D God's OG level. You know yep. what I mean? Like they, yeah. I think they came around November or something like that, maybe December. Um, and Justin, whatever his name is, um, founded it. Like basically, like that's my investment thesis. <laughs> um, he he's also the founder of Proof, and he's the founder of Moonbirds. Proof is at 120 ETH floor. Moonbirds is at a 33 ETH floor. Yep. Uh, Grimm's is is at like a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a quarter. Of that, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's essentially my investment thesis. Basically, is that like he's not a founder that's going to let his project just die or disappear. Uh, and that's facts based upon the other two projects that he currently successfully has. I mean, Moonbirds is a little bit. Uh, of, of a stretch and new of an example but proof isn't it's been around for a while it's had a good floor um and and a consistently high floor um and they seem to be continually like innovating and, and growing and com like communi communicating with the community on twitter so for me it's yes like I, I just bought a bunch of them like fuck it why not take the risk it's hey yo you know this thing is a perfect time bro for me to say this bro uh yo by the way we don't give financial advice on the show um, that's it. All right. True. 
Thank you. Yeah. None of this is financial advice. This is not financial advice. We should just say that at the beginning. If pe- I mean, honestly, I know, I people shouldn't think that because listen to us, but... <laughs> hey, still, still. Just and had to, to say it. And to continue your question, like, how do I evaluate projects? Like, that's a very unique example, right? Like, it's got a founder who's very public, who's famous, who has multiple other successful projects. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little bit easier for me to make an educated, like, guess on something like that rather than it would be with a D gods early on who's like who the fuck, fuck is frank who the fuck is frank right like in the beginning yeah. at least you know um and so when i'm like looking through the ecosystem today and analyzing projects it really revolves mostly around the community and how riled they get around things okay like i really really just study twitter like everybody's always asking me are you in alpha groups are you using specific tools to analyze charts or you know like i sit on twitter like i study communities like i mostly only know my bags are pumping because of twitter is telling me that that they are pumping <laughs> right like that's mm-hmm. the only like signal that i have when i'm like oh maybe it's time i should list something is that i see it posted on twitter a fuck ton <laughs> um and so i study and i watch communities and i compare compare community growth essentially to like floor price um and i also a very very big thing that i do which i think is severely severely underestimated in the solana space is i i go the fuck out of rares i go i go for the for for rares like really oh yeah that's like crazy like okay it's the most underrated play it is uh i mean i think buying floors is probably really really smart too because i buy a, a collection i don't actually just only go at rares like i make sure that i buy at least 10 20 floors if i'm really going to go on a project and then a couple rares on top of it mm-hmm. um but i think rares are probably like especially when a new project comes out that i believe in and, and is just like oh just yeah coming onto the market on and secondary. people don't know what they're like, selling nobody knows what they're selling and nobody gives a fuck they're just trying to make a two or three x or a five x yeah and like Dude, like it's it's crazy. I saw one of the stupid little, or not stupid, but one of the <laughs> the, the the fucking okay bears. I was watching like sitting there, like waiting for the Magic Eden link. Got it, like before like anybody had even listed anything. You know, I'm just sitting there refreshing it. Um, and somebody lists a fucking coral, which is apparently now the rarest skin. Uh, the uh, H H G guy just bought one for 240 soul oh, or 45 Shago. soul. Like right, my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just H G E just bought one, and so oh, like, never he mind, not Shago. <laughs> no, no, H G E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the four, yeah, four X guy or whatever. Um, yeah. Long story short, he he bought that for 245. An hour before that, I watched a coral go on the floor for seven. <laughs> now the coral floor is probably at least like 80 to yeah. 100 at the moment and yeah. like like it's just like people have no like awareness so how'd you know he bought that did he post it on twitter yeah he posted it on twitter yeah, yeah. um right before our d cast like i was literally on twitter as you guys were talking um and so like i i don't know i watch things like that and i analyze like the difference in a floor price versus rares specifically for like traits like skin and cl- like rare clothing and rare like hats and stuff like that very specific traits i look for yeah um and i try to get get in there early like that was like 
it, like that was what I did really well with Cats on Crack was like as soon as Cats on Crack came out, like everyone was listening to their shit at the floor. Yeah. Like there were like gold suits for like a four Solana. You know what I mean? Like there were gold cats for like seven, you know. Um now you can't get those. I don't know how much those are now, but long story short, I just kinda analyze that, play that, and like watch what communities talk about on Twitter. Cause most people don't realize how quickly sentiment shifts for sure positive positively and negatively and so mm. if you're not if you're not paying attention to something you can either get left in the dust or you could like sell the bottom or you know what i mean like like or or if you are paying attention you can like get get the fucking bag yeah would you say you're more of a twitter guy than a discord guy uh yeah, I barely spent any time on Discord. The only Discord I spend time in is my Discord uh, or our Discord, Josh Mose. That's yeah. it. We'll we'll get to Josh Mose. Uh, so speaking of you know bullish signs, uh, projects that you have swept and what makes you you know want to sweep them. Uh, I've heard you talk a little bit about foxes on Twitter. I think I fucking love foxes. But if it's not foxes, what's your next? Board API Club, D Gods, Cats on Crack, whatever. What what's something a little low key, and I'm not just asking this so I can buy it right now. I mean, in terms of foxes, I love foxes, right? Like Drax is a homie. Hell yeah. Um I uh not financial advice, but I think foxes are fucking an incredible team and like uh I mean that's just a dare fact. I, dare dare I say undervalued. That's the word <laughs> I want to use, but people are gonna people are gonna be like the floor price went down after you said that, you know. <laughs> like, um, but anyways, uh, I th- I like foxes a lot. Uh, I was minting them at one soul. We had a little bit of a dispute early on. I don't know if you remember that, but um, we had a little like a little. F- I actually had a fud with the foxes team early oh, early on foxes days. Early foxes days. Yeah, because I was trying to buy one of the one of ones from the collection. Okay. And so I hit up the team and I'm like, yo, like, like, do you know anyone who owns these one of ones? Like, I'd like to know, you know, and this is, by the way, before I put, before I say this, like, this is not FUD. This has been cleared. We are good. I own tons of foxes. Ancient history. In the team. Yeah, this is this just is history. Ancient, ancient history. This is not FUD. I love Word. Drax. I love the team, like full support of them. Um, so I hit them up and I was like, yo, like, where's, where's these one of ones at? You know, you know who has them? And he he was like, yeah, these guys have them. And I noticed, I'm like, why do all the influencers have one of ones? And why have you withheld like a couple for like and why don't I have giving it? away in auctions? I mean, realistically, no. Like, I didn't really give a fuck if I had one. I had like no followers at that point. I had like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. Like, it wasn't like a big like. I was more frustrated that I was about to go spend eighty thousand dollars on a fox that I hadn't realized had been gifted to an influencer for free a few days ago yeah. and not minted in the collection. Like if it had been minted in the collection mm. and then that's like how the market values it fairly. Like, yeah, that's the game. But if it's not in the collection fairly and if no one like had like, or I think two, two of two or three of the one of ones were actually of the 10 were actually in the collection. I was like, kind of felt unlike that that was unfair. I had been shilling them a lot on Twitter this wasn't public knowledge to my awareness, even though like it had been shared in the discord, like Fox it had blown up. Like no one really knew that yet. Sure. Um, like it was shared in the discord early, like before anyone even knew about Foxes when they were like still struggling to mint out, you know what I mean? When they mm-hmm. moved their, 
they, they had to move their mint from two soul to one in order to sell out long story short we had some fud back then um but it's all good now we're great <laughs> i love the foxes they're fucking dope um what other projects am i looking at i don't know i minted a ton of like the diamond heads um yeah soul diamond i've heads. heard about them yeah I, th- I think it's interesting you know like it's kind of like like they're the team had been following me for a bit so we went in, back and forth in dms so they're public i like that like it's a little bit of the same kind of copy pasta stuff like stake do a raffle get some tokens like yeah. maybe like get another maybe get a d god or a fox in a raffle um i like that model it worked for d gods i don't know how much it's going to work for everybody else who copies and pastes it consistently um but besides that i own a bunch of all this all the shit dude like like i said this the other day on twitter um because i was actually talking to linksy about it it's not solana season it's frank season <laughs> facts dude facts that's a bar i just been kind of ape, ape in like just copy uh, trade frank but not even copy trade just buy whatever he tweets about <laughs> essentially yeah like i bought a bunch of tombstones at seven when like they first came out came out because they were like kind of tied to d gods i missed yeah. the fucking blocksmith or whatever that one is um and i i didn't get any fun guys i just tried to mint them and i failed minting uh desolates yeah i'm i'm big on metaverses on solana but i don't think it's it's time yet for them um but i'm accumulating slowly i've got a like decent bag of desolates a decent bag of Heavenland. um i don't have any of like the suites or any of the portals or any of the ones that have already popped yeah. i'm more kind of playing i'm more playing the game of like the ones that haven't popped um and that like the metaverse wave on solana will eventually like take over and like get some big waves coming in mm-hmm. and those that shit will run um do you have uh enviro what's oh enviro no i don't but multiple people have told me to 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 buy that so still you're time like on that fourth, one you're, you're, you're like you're like the you're like the fourth person so i probably have to go like actually take a deeper look into it now check <laughs> it out for sure i mean yeah it's pretty crazy still time i, I don't think yeah, they've really still. dropped any like portals has been live for a while i don't think enviro has really like been live and popped off yet so they're going nice. live in like a couple of weeks here. I'm pretty sure. I, I used to have a lot, but I I sold them into like into my D gods. Just you know, as we were. Hey, we up, so. we all did that. I I paper handed everything to buy more D gods. Yeah, that's essentially what I did with all my Solana Monkey business. <laughs> hey, hey, I sold I, I sold all of them for like super cheap when D gods. Smart were now because now money. like I got people as like offering me two SMBs in my DMs for one of my dead gods. I'm like. Yeah, it's crazy it's crazy um all right let's let's talk joe schmo a little bit give cool i i'm not gonna lie to you i know nothing about it so just straight up Perfect. give me the pitch and then we'll run from there so joe schmo is essentially a project that i've actually created with my four friends in real life or went through three friends in real life us four together um jedi sherpa rhh and zero x magic on twitter shout them out real quick um and essentially we first came together because we uh, uh, three of us went to Egypt together. Um, and I think y'all know I went to Egypt back in like December or something like that. I was tweeting about it a bit. Um, and we were on this Egypt trip, dude. This shit was crazy. It was like this whole fucking like long story short, like just the whole spiritual journey. Um, and while we were on the trip, like this like team formed with the three of us, um, me, Jedi, and Zero X Magic. And we were like, yo, we need to create something. Like, we don't know what we need to create. Like, 
they were into crypto and like have been in crypto for a super long time. They weren't super deep in the NFT realm. Um, they played around a little bit. Um, and then when we got home, got RHHN, who's our tech Joe, we call him, um, <laughs> and who builds all of our sick like tools and programs and shit. And we just sat down together and we're like, realistically, like these guys, uh, uh, RHH and Jedi, over the last five years have built a constitution um which is essentially a legal document to solidify a dao structure uh into an llc um because like in order to like like in order to like here's a main issue like we're long story short we're solving the issue or we're like working to like understand and try and build a model about DAOs. here's why like the real reality right now is DAOs are like not structured properly like the reality is like if you tried to make a payout in a DAO like DAOs do right now, it's like a completely like gray area in the legal system and it's completely like elusive. So Jedi and RHH over the last five years have written a constitution that essentially gives legal precedent to DAOs and allows DAOs to have legal structure where they can actually legally pay out the participating members of uh, their organization. And so Joe, Joe Schmo is essentially our experiment to bring a DAO, the Joe DAO, into existence around this constitution and to hopefully build a model for DAOs or bring or, or at least co-create a model for DAOs with the people who we're having conversations with that can be replicated and simplified for people who are like wanting to pick up rugged projects or who are in the position of like wanting to build it out but have no idea how to actually set up the legal structure and don't have a hundred thousand dollars to pay to figure it out like all of these different things okay. um and so essentially right now we've been building some really fucking cool tools we're about to release this thing called solana shield which we came up with after i got hacked last week yeah i see fucking... you tweeting about that solana shield yeah yeah i got hacked last week on on monday for like 240k and yeah. like immediately my buddy came over we're like what can we do to like stop this shit from happening and so we put we made the solana shield which is essentially in beta right now but it's essentially of a safety of like a safety uh, uh fault for like your wallet what i realized when i got hacked was that like obviously and like everybody's be like, why didn't you have a ledger? Well, like obviously my shit was like not structured correctly, right? <laughs> like the 240K probably should have been in a ledger. I was literally about to send it to Coinbase in the next week or two in order to like get the house and do all this other shit, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, we can get into that story more. I got more we on will. that later. But um, <laughs> essentially um, what, what the strategy would have been is to like have a ledger that has like the majority of my funds and then to have a hot wallet that either like to have multiple hot wallets realistically so like right mm -hmm. now i have a hot wallet that mints a hot wallet that stakes which could be cold but like i find it like a little bit i don't know i don't want to connect to like anything in my like it's a pain in the ass yeah like i don't like it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass like um and then i have a wallet for like all of my nfts that are like non-blue chips um that are like just chill it right you could essentially mm, yeah. have a whole other cold wallet for blue chips or hot wallet for blue chips so what solana shield does long story short i'm rambling again um is when you turn this program on what it will do is it'll take all of your solana in your hot wallets and drain it and send it to your cold wallet okay and essentially what what that is and why it's important and why i think it's like relevant and why i'm going to be using it all the fucking time is it's a fail safe like 
if a hacker ends up getting your seed phrase and your seed keys, like, or it, it, somehow getting in your computer, I don't know what happened with mine, right? Like something like that must have happened. Like the only way that they're going to be able to access your uh, 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 staked NFTs or any of your NFTs just in your wallet is if there's Solana, right? Mm -hmm. So if you turn on Solana Shield and it takes it out, there's no Solana in the wallet. If the hacker tries to put uh, Solana in in order to move a Solana monkey business, a D god, a dead god, Solana Shield immediately takes it out and then sends you a mm. notification okay. that someone is trying to input Solana into your wallet, right? Oh, uh, okay. So then you'll be like, oh, okay, why? Like maybe I sold an NFT, or maybe someone is actually trying to like infiltrate my wallet to steal my dead gods. I need to like make sure that it's secure, and you can like figure out how to do that, right? Yeah. Um, multiple different options with that. So that's essentially the concept behind Solana Shield. Was I wanted a safe way to like keep all of my Solana in a cold wallet, whether a high value NFT sells, and I have thirty thousand dollars just sitting in a wallet, or fifty or a hundred just sitting there. Like, and I'm not near my computer, Solana Shield will send it to my cold wallet, right? Whether someone, a hacker's trying to get in, he's trying to send Solana in, like, it'll send it to my cold wallet. And the final most important point is, like, the reality of why I got hacked, like, beyond, like, the security issues and things like that, and, like, that was a targeted wallet. Whether it was targeted because it was Functions Wallet and everybody, like, followed it and like saw mm. the trades that were going on or whether it was targeted sure. because it had two hundred and thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars in it, right? Like it was targeted. And so most hackers when they see zero Solana in a wallet are just gonna move on. Yeah. So they're not even gonna debate. Two questions about that. Uh the first one is how do you like turn it on and off as an app or something? And then the second one is do you you have to give this app full control over your wallet in order for it to constantly be pulling the soul out what are the security issues with that for to the consumer totally 100 percent. so the way that we're setting it up is not based off of like like a smart contract right now um because that's obviously like creates large large security issues like if if one smart contract is like constantly pulling from everybody's wallet and sending right. it to wall it's it's a huge huge security issue um right now like the way that we're like kind of presenting it and, and beginning to present it and we're working with like full transparency we're talking about d gods and like uh foxes about like possibly help like you like giving this tool to them to implement to their community but the way we have it set, set up right now is on like uh, self-hosted servers so essentially like the user will be fully responsible for keeping their self-hosted server 100% secure like in uh, Heroku which is like an extremely like secure platform already as long as you have like 2FA and like all this other stuff set up um, and that would only like that would never hold the keys for your cold wallet or anything like that you would give that access to your hot wallet that you want to send money to the cold wallet um, and that's the only like semi like barrier to security but the reality is like there's like no way for anyone to like access your account unless you're like actually like super super public like yo here's my email of my heroku account you know what yeah. i mean or like mm -hmm. here's this or like the servers are completely like private and like like they're they're anonymous like as long as you're not out there like D God's staking server number one, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and, and essentially like 
the reality that we're also presenting to people and the energy that we're like presenting it with is this is not a solution to solve the problem. This is a solution to take more responsibility for your financial for your finances. Like at any point in time, like you don't like realize that you could have like some sort of security like vulnerability. The reality is like my seed phrases are not on the internet. Like people are all on my tweets, like, dude, your seed phrases must be vulnerable. No, like they are not. Like I know they aren't because I write them down and I put them two spots in the world. And that's the only place they live. And those spots are <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> um and so like like being like like more aware that like things like this can happen to anyone not to put that in a fear standpoint but to put that into like an awareness standpoint with just being more dude like diligent with like the things that you download on the internet mm -hmm. like i really honestly believe i downloaded some sort of plugin at one point in time that allowed someone to track my computer and like watch my activity sure. and like they either saw what password I was putting in, or maybe at one point I opened up the seed phrases on my screen in order to put them somewhere else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's, that's how it was probably stolen. So essentially the tool is not a solution. It is a fail safe opportunity for people who want to like get a little bit more security and take a little bit more responsibility of like their, their, the way they manage their resources. Do you have uh, any, anyone doing like forensics on your wallet like to try and figure out where it went or are you kind of just writing it off uh i wrote it off and when's this pop when, when's this published tomorrow it's gonna be published tomorrow okay cool yeah. so i can't say too much then um, i mean thursday <laughs> <laughs> no i can't say too much at the moment but more will be coming out soon so somebody about to get caught more will be coming out soon Okay. For sure. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if okay. they'll be caught. Caught. We don't really have. It's the fucking balloonsville guy. But caught or clipped. I will say one thing. I will say that the outcome is already more positive than I could have ever fucking imagined in any possibility. Um, and I already promised. Shout out to first out if this is coming out. Shout out to Zach XPT and his whole fucking team. They have been the ones that have been doing all the fucking work and putting all the time and tracking all the wallets and doing all this crazy shit. Um, and I'll let him share all of the like detail. I already promised him that he could share all the details first before everybody else. So he's gonna yeah, share we're, them we're, in, in due time. Yeah, sweet. That's fucking dope though. Yeah, I'm glad that somebody's working on your shit, bro. Dude, the community's so fucking hype, man. Like Zach's like just a fucking dude i don't know where he's from or anything about him but he's like spending hours of his his day with like no financial incentive for me like like verbally to do so obviously like if anything gets returned you gotta like, break him off a little like, bit large, yeah. like you know what i mean obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, for sure. not not a not a little bit a lot like i didn't think i'd get like i'm expecting to get zero back if i get any back the person who gets it back for me is getting a big sum yeah. you know what i yeah. mean like that's just facts um but like just like the fact that this community is so supportive and just like yo like you got hacked like we got your back and like i had 50 dms of people being like i tracked this here i tracked this here i tracked you know like that's fucking dope the community is just dope dude they're fucking sick they're awesome and a lot of D gods know like what that money was meant to be used for. Cause I was chatting with them. They're like, like when the floor price was like a hundred and they're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, 
man, I'm like kind of unloading a little bit right now because I'm like getting this house like for the yeah. for mm-hmm. the squad, you know, like or I'm helping like get this as a gift, you know, like yeah. that's what it is. So like if the story is like all unfolding, I'm excited to share the final parts of it when the, when it's time. Sounds dope, bro. Yo, if anyone yeah. in the community is listening, my ass has gotten rugged so many fucking times. Help a brother <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I've lost a lot of money in the markets. This was definitely yeah. not my biggest loss by far. Like, I took a much, much bigger hit on looks. Uh, <laughs> oh, but when, uh, but when it's drained from your wallet versus you just, like, kind of sitting there for, like, you days didn't super high, wa- wa- watching it go down and not selling, like, it's a completely different scenario. Yeah. Like, I guess to some degree I fucked up. Like, it wasn't enough security, but it wasn't, like... I bought some shit and it just died, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I read that tweet that you put out that you got rugged or, you know, hacked or whatever, like, I thought it was a shit post at first. Like, I was waiting for the punchline, and I think yeah. a lot of people had that same reaction. Like, this dude's yeah. fucking around. And then it was just like, no, nah, it just kept going. Uh, Shit's fine. gone. I mean, that's the reality. Um, the reality of it is on that, like, I see so many people get hacked on Twitter. Facts. And no hate to any of them, like actually fuck it like they just act like bitches like that's that's the fact <laughs> yeah, i lost yeah. i lost an asset it's a lot of money yeah it is a lot of money and it's fucking gone stop crying on to the it. next one man shit happens like what are you going to do like in reality like i was down for a day i'm not gonna lie like my energy was just like sluggish was not inspired was not motivated to be focused was just like let's smoke a bunch of weed and drink as many red bulls and coffees as i possibly can you know, and then I woke up the next morning, and my my mind, my thoughts, which I think is what me, most people just get lost in. My thoughts were like, "Dude, take the day off, go on a hike. You had such a hard time." And you know what that is, bro? That shit's just victim mentality, dude. Like, you can get lost in victim mentality. Oh, I missed this trade. D gods are three hundred. Oh, I did this. Or it's all victim mentality. Word. And I don't, I don't play that fucking game. So I just told myself, I was like. All right, like you want to fall into victim, you're just gonna like if you're gonna do that, get the emotion out right fucking now, and move on, you know. And I just yeah. moved. I did did what I had to do, and I fucking moved on. And like got on my back on my computer, started looking, and started like getting back in the game again, you know. It does no good to to bitch and moan about it. Like fucking sucks. It is what it is. Most people get lost up in victim mentality, and that's not to say that they aren't victims. Like some people are victims to events, but there's a difference sure. between allowing yourself to fall into a victim state and being an actual victim. Like I was a victim to a crime, and I'm not allowing myself to be a victim or fall into victimhood around it. Like it is what it is. It's game on now, and it's just like I'm not gonna cry about it. Like let's make it back tenfold. It's just yeah. not productive. Yeah, exactly. It's not productive. Um, exactly. How did you get verified on Twitter? How the fuck it. did that happen? Oh, you can pay for it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I thought you had to like. I thought there was something about like you had to have a a published. Like you had to fucking be somebody yeah, who has a Wikipedia page have, like, or something. You have to have three uh, publications with your name in them from like okay. large. And you have to be tagged, right? So like Coin Telegraph, Forbes, like shit like that. I had two of them. I think that like when I paid, the guy was like, "Do you have any?" And I was like, "I have these two. He's like, "All right, I'll just get you one more." So I just paid for it, like essentially. Okay. Yeah, they'll write them for you, right? Like if you don't have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just write that shit, like and throw, yeah. like most of those guys are writers for Entrepreneur and Forbes. They can write an article in ten minutes and have it like on the website. Yeah. So, 
it's all, it's all just a game like most people just pay for it like the reality is right now if you see any like verified accounts like no hate to anyone like i paid for it i'm being honest about it yeah, yeah, but yeah. like like most verified accounts right now are all paid because like their whole system is backed up for actually getting verified for like a real reason uh, okay like you haven't been able to like actually get verified for a real reason since like 2019 or something like 2017 hmm. like I remember they shut it off in 2017 for a while and turned it back on, but it's still the email processes forever. So, word. Elon will derug that. Some like black market business where they like buy verifications or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elon will definitely fix that. <laughs> um. All right. I slate chapter. Do you guys have any more questions yourselves? I got some some from the community we can move into. No, I was gonna say it sounds good, bro. Like it, it's all good, bro. I'm just over here taking notes bro fucking hey folks are dropping bars, uh, i need to get verified <laughs> all right uh a couple questions from the community um some of them are are bullshitting for fun but you know here we are at the end of the interview this is the fun part uh asked about taking profits on the way up um do you think that d gods has the potential to reach board ape yacht club numbers you're getting rubbed Dude, hard by the wind right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. Can you hear me? I hear. Is that better? Uh, when the wind is not Pretty blowing bad. straight down your throat. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to go to the wind to my back. How's that? That's is that better? Much better. Yeah, that's way better. All right, cool. Uh, anything's possible. Like, I live like. I minted Gen 1 Solana Monkey business. I told you the story for $750 and sold it for like 420 k Yeah. Anything is possible. Like, I think it could. Okay. You know? Okay. It could also go back to like 50. I don't know if I can know. You know? No, it can't. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, realistically, like 50 would probably be an extent. But, um, I mean, you got to also realize like there's market cycles to these things. Like, most people don't like realize that we like haven't really seen a full full bear market for nfts ever okay um so i think there's like a lot of possibilities that people are like not seeing and i think that like we to an extent like besides like blue chip project and random new like eth projects on ethereum like a lot of the eth market nft wise is already in a bear market mm, yeah like a lot of it um and d gods or i mean solana went through that in in december and had a like uh, a period of it but you also got to understand like it hasn't really had a cycle yet for solana nfts like arguably you could say like october period was a cycle but i would argue to say that that was more of like the introductory am i getting raped by the wind again it's not terrible Are you guys good you're good all right cool i want to move inside in a second once i finish this book um like arguably that was more of the introductory period to like this is an ecosystem for nfts yeah and everybody like made a bunch of money took it out and then like now i think is like a first like this like is here to stay cycle and so i think over like i think the d gods could have the potential to definitely go to a hundred thousand dollars or more i mean they're already thirty thousand dollars three x from here isn't too much um and like i think as eth people continue to flood over to solana as more of these whales start to hit it like it just becomes an infinite potentiality for not just d gods but a lot of these projects that are just like kind of vibing and chilling around the 700 to a thousand dollar range you know sure okay um all right you can't see chapter but you've heard him and most importantly you've heard the recap uh fuck mary kill 
the D God cast cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take a solid hard pass on this. Ah, question. All, right, <laughs> all right. What's uh? What what is your favorite drug and why? Uh, that's a good question. I love weed. I love to smoke weed. Okay. Do you? Uh, I do. I what? Go for well, it. Well, you can that? elaborate on that if you want, or I have a follow up on weed. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I I smoke a fuck ton of weed. I I drink a lot of caffeine. I dabble in. Do you drink? Do you drink beer or like booze? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Right now, we're on like a little bit of a sober break. Usually, we drink okay. a lot. But because you said weed um, and and Red Bulls and coffee for like your depression from the rug, and I was like, that sounds like a terrible combo, bro. Like <laughs> like weed and beer, <laughs> sure, but damn. And, and no, no, I love I love caffeine. Like it just kind of keeps me up and keeps me going and focused. Okay. Uh, Are you more? But I've done I've done I've done like I'm 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 a big fan of like psychedelics yeah. and all of that as well. Mushrooms or acid? Both. No, you got to pick one though. What do you prefer? Uh, it depends on like the experience that that's fair. Like is to be had, you know? Like that's fair. If like if I like mushrooms in the capacity of it's like a little bit of a shorter journey you can still get a more chill like really deep, you can still get into like really deep pockets in yourself and have like kind of like profound experiences and like insights and stuff um acid is very very much of like uh yo like we in this shit and like if you if you ain't in this shit you're gonna be in this shit or you're gonna have a really bad fucking time so get in this shit you know um and i love eating acid it's just not like it's more more of an experience uh, yeah, yeah it's more of, like more of a commitment being, more of a commitment yeah, yeah definitely more of a commitment yeah. for sure uh indica or sativa sativa which one is that sativa only sativa which one is that that's the brain one or the body one uh i don't i don't know it's the one that keeps you awake brain one probably indica is like in the couch that's how you that's remember. yeah okay that's my shit i i <laughs> i was a big stoner back in the day and i kind of fell away from it a little bit when i uh you know didn't when i went to buy weed and, and i had options i was like mm. um but no my sh- like i'm i miss good old mids bro like i just want to smoke sit on the couch and like talk shit with the homies and just laugh my ass off sometimes <laughs> smoke some mids bro. <laughs> yeah. all right sativa that. not really a mids guy but i, hear Mid- that. I don't even think mids <laughs> exist anymore bro i'm thinking like when i was no, definitely yeah. not this shit's like, this shit's like, this shit's weak and it's twenty four percent. Yeah. Yo, uh, yo, Slayton, uh, yo, Slayton, JB, bro, what's uh, what's your guys' drug of choice, bro? If you guys had to pick a fucking drug, like it's just like it's the vibe, bro. Like you're just like, I can only get one fucking drug, bro, for be, the rest of my life. It can't life. be alcohol. Nah, because that's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess it can. Ah, but no, like, that's a lame answer. Slate, do you want to go first? Do you have one ready to cocked up? Um, yeah, I mean, I like acid, but I mean, I only do it like maybe once a year or something like that, but, um, I don't know. It's fun as hell for one thing. And I just feel like it's not that, it's not that dangerous, you know, like it's pretty chill. Um, yeah. So Um, I I mean, I like, I do it and go to shows and shit. Like I, uh, (laughs) I, I've done it at like the Grateful Dead, uh, cover band, the shit with John Mayer and Alpine. That's the least amazing. surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Boys. Um little pa- little pa- little pause right here. This is gonna be a funny little interview thing, yeah. thing for tomorrow. I'm curious curious where they're gonna be tomorrow. But the OK Bears are at a twenty seven soul floor. Jesus oh my Christ. God. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? Shit. 
Last time I looked, it was 10, yeah, bro. I guess it was 14. It was 14. Quit the real job. I got it. Dead ass. When Function hopped on, we were talking about it before we started recording. It was like 14 or 15. I told y'all. I, I swept five between seven and 11. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I fucking play. Yeah, man. I got I to gotta quit. Quit the real job so I can just focus on this shit. I, I haven't meant <laughs> to like quit the podcast anything. so we can just fucking look at it. Yeah, fucking right? make Fuck, plays. Rug. 27. Um, Jesus. I. I love blow, dude. <laughs> like hey, I, I, I love it, if I so it, similar to like the acid mushrooms question. It obviously depends on the experience you're going for. Um, like the way that I live my life and the experiences and situations I put myself in probably lean themselves more towards doing blow than other things. <clears throat> I go out to drink a lot. I go out to the bars a lot and shit. Um, but I've also like I really enjoy mushrooms and like microdosing mushrooms especially it just um yeah it just puts puts you in a very good mindset and also just yeah mentality and body so feel, mushrooms and like. the fucking yayo a nice right. sunny day microdosing mushrooms and just like going about your usual activities but yeah i i love cocaine it's fun word <laughs> i will add one one thing that i do enjoy as well and that's adderall and that's a given just do oh, blow word. like an adult no, Adderall's way no, better. No, I'm just kidding. Dude. It's it's uh... Adderall. If I'm having a productive day and I'm like getting on podcasts like today, like I'm gonna have a little half Adderall. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Word. It's uh, yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow down some fucking lines and then hop on D Godcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that would be a little degenerate, but very... <laughs> you're fucking maybe at the live show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, are you going to NFT NYC? Uh, maybe it's a possibility. So we have. I, haven't decided. I think as of this morning, like upwards of a hundred people uh that have promised to do this 33.3 percent tattoo at the 333 floor and there's talk of renting out a tattoo parlor at nft nyc in order to get all these tattoos done expeditiously so that's open invite to you if you want to come watch you know 80 plus dgens get fucking tattooed that might be a thing. Sounds like a wild potential. That sounds like a wild potential. I, it sounds incredible. If I'm there, then I I could definitely see myself potentially stopping through. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say if we do that, we definitely got to do a, a live uh, episode from the the parlor too. Yeah, I'm strap a fucking GoPro to my chest, and I'm gonna have a mic in people's face while they get tattooed on their you know <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a Mickey's tattoo. I said that earlier. I'll get. I'll fucking run a live episode while I have Fox do my tattoo on me. I'm down for that. Um. All right, yo. I got a yeah, question. Yeah, go bro. ahead, run. <clears throat> so, all right. So you guys are fucking talking about like all this shit, bro. Like about all these drugs and shit, yeah, what's bro. What's your drug, bro? Bro, you guys have never fucking sipped lean, my dude. Oh, bro, bro I used to do that in high school. I haven't. I had a girl in first period a... that had a fucking a prescription, bro, and she would just give me a couple of it that every sh- morning. That shit was fire. That shit's, bro, I got that's just dangerous, my I dude. Gotta, I love that shit too much. You got, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a good story on that. I, when, whenever you're done, yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was just saying, like, just throwing it out there. You like. go first, and then I'll tell you mine. It's from high school, so it's as good as that can get, but. That's from college. Like we used to get that shit all the time in college. Yeah. Like that was like the thing to get, especially freshman year. We just roll over to uh, the medical health center, which was like right across the street. First off, we'd like buy packs of cigarettes, smoke like a full pack in like 
four hours as fast as we could, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, go in, yeah. Go in there scruffy as fuck, you know, yeah, just like times. hoodie up, just be like looking beat to shit, like go to the doctor, be like, yeah, like my lungs hurt, like, like I got this massive cough, like I've had this before, codeine, codeine promethazine, you know, yeah. and they give you a mm. bottle, you know, you do that every three to four weeks, you know, five, six weeks, like they're going to like do it. And they did it for us, or at least for me, like eight times in a row and the last time i did it um we used to like not just drink that shit we'd lace it on all our cigarettes and all of our yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. joints and all of our blunts just dip it you Weddies. know like just degenerate shit mm. uh the, the last time i did it we smacked the whole fucking bottle in the day i think i drank like three quarters of it to myself and like the rest of it was used for spliffs and shit um and it was like 10 30 p.m i was at my boy's apartment and my heart was like body's feeling fucking weird you know mm-hmm. i'm like it's time to go home and like get some sleep i'm a freshman in college you know like i mm-hmm. just dabbling in drugs just like getting into like experimentation this is like probably my fifth sixth time with fucking codeine pretty wasted um i'm halfway home and like my heart is like not stopping like it's like going hard it's like so hard i had to like lay down i lay down in this parking lot for like 30 minutes and like had to like fully accept that like my heart was about to like explode and I was going to die <laughs> and like just sat there and like finally my heart calmed down enough where I was like, all right, I can make it back and like went to bed and I don't think I've done coding since. So <laughs> I, uh, I used to do it a lot in school just cause it would like make the day entertaining, dude. Like I'd be sitting in first period and like, you know, the, the design on my teacher's uh, shirt would be like chasing itself around her fucking her shirt and everything. But but one day I, I was in Spanish class and I was a, a senior in this Spanish class full of almost all freshmen. And I had a, uh, it was after lunch, I had a bottle of water on my desk and I'm like, you know, basically falling asleep at my desk, like just fucking out of my mind. And I spilled the water bottle on myself. And I don't know if, if I didn't like this kid or if I thought he had been looking at me weird or what. But I knocked this water bottle over on myself and I'm so fucked up that I stood up and I grabbed the water bottle and I looked this poor freshman fucker in the eye and I was like, you fucking pussy, did you fucking throw this at me? I will fuck you up. And I fucking threw the water bottle at his face. My dog just barked because she thought I'm actually pissed off. Threw the water bottle at his fucking face and like stormed out of the class. And the teacher like followed me out of class. He's like, what the fuck? is wrong with you what did you just do i watched you spill that water on yourself and assault not assault sorry didn't actually well i fuck i threw the water that's assault but verbally and then physically assault this poor freshman kid that is assault brother but uh yeah lean's fun bro chapter what about you fun story well i was gonna say no i mean like me bro i never had like any like fucking like crazy like fucking shit happened. I just fucking love that shit, bro. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I was gonna say, I you know I haven't touched that shit, and it's probably been I don't know a year. I don't even know. Probably fucking. Oh, it's know, probably been years. a decade for me. Too long. But uh, yeah, exactly. Too I fucking long. love that shit. So um, but what I was gonna say, cause I know we were talking about fucking like uh, you know, like dipping blunts and shit, bro. Mm. I used to when I was in high school, I used to know this kid, bro. He was in um, uh, his dad owned a funeral home, and uh, what they would food, do. Bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They would fucking like dip their blunts in embalming fluid, and like fucking like smoke them, bro. Like, and yeah, they would sell them. Like, they would come in like fucking barrels, bro. And like, they were fucking, bro. 
you know it's crazy bro like you know uh there was like a fucking like crack era right like let's say oh is that the fucking 90s or some shit but you know what i mean like fucking small cities and shit bro it's like you know like that shit like they were trying to fucking corrupt everybody like yeah man everybody's fucking you know so people are fucking like go to the gas station and get like a like one of those 44 ounces bro and fucking like buy like a fucking 44 ounce of fucking embalming fluid and fucking Jesus. smoke that shit yeah dip their fucking blunts and shit that, you know i never Midwest, did that shit bro, bro. Yeah, but they said that uh, uh, the only thing that they told me is that that shit, uh, you just smell blood all the time. It just smells like everything smells like that blood. That sounds terrible. And I'm like, exactly, bro. But you know, exactly like you said, it's the like Midwest. It. I don't like it one exactly. bit. <laughs> Crazy shit, bro. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. tripping. Word. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of the more entertaining uh, ends of the show we've got here. We'll get you to freestyle eventually, but. I'll let you off the hook this one time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Function, man. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Joe Schmoes. Thanks for having keep, me, guys. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, I appreciate coming. you coming, yeah. bro. Yeah, for sure. Any uh, yeah. open, open invitation anytime you want to come back. See you next week. Okay, guys. See you next or week. Guys. Or all me not. Slate. Chapter. We out. Brr.